Pastor Doug Meacham from Grace Chapel in Westerville, Ohio, and we welcome you back to Life's Beautiful Journey Radio. Each week we will be talking about a different part of life, and this week we will be talking about dogs. Now, I know many of you listening might be cat people or bird people, or some may even be snake people, (laughs) but over the years, I have typically been a dog person, even to this day. Now, there's just something special about adding a puppy of any age to your family or your pack, as dogs usually uh, look at it. And uh, in fact, we have learned firsthand how a dog will assimilate into a family and they'll latch on to an alpha figure and accept the nurturing of those who care for them like a parent and often play with kids like siblings barking, running and jumping while wagging their tail, showing that they are having fun and happy to be engaged with their pack. You know, we have had so much fun over the years playing with and watching our dogs. It reminds me of a person I heard once say, I watched my dog chase his tail for 10 minutes and thought, wow, dogs are so easily entertained. Then I realized I just watched my dog chase his tail for 10 minutes. (laughs) Uh, I guess we have a lot in common. You know, but we see how dogs are used in various situations in our lives. Many are put to work as they have rescue dogs who help find people in need in the mountains, or police dogs who help track down criminals or sniff out bombs, or seeing eye dogs who are trained to help lead those who are vision impaired on the proper path of safety, and even dogs who are trained to emotionally support our veterans who are struggling with PTSD. But my first-hand connection with dogs has mostly been those who were a part of my family. And, you know, as a kid, the first recollection of a dog in our family was an Irish setter named Tammy. And uh, being a little kid, she seemed so much bigger than me. You know, I don't have a lot of memories of her other than just running around in the yard and barking uh, because I was pretty young then. But, uh, you know, the first dog that I uh, have the most early memories of was of a poodle terrier mix named Ebony. And we called him Bo. And uh, now Bo was cordial most of the time to me, but if I even walked near his food dish while he was eating, he would growl pretty angrily, (laughs) meaning there was uh, zero wagging of the tail. And I pushed him uh, to his limits one time as he was hiding under my parents' bed as family was visiting and talking out in the living room. And I had an Ernie, you know, Bert and Ernie, but I had an Ernie puppet from Sesame Street and was down on the floor with it, making it look like the puppet was talking to Bo. Hi, hi, hi. Oh, boy. Well, he must have felt trapped and a bit annoyed with me as he lunged forward to bite at the puppet and caught me right on the lip. Oh, man, and it was enough of a bite that I had to actually be rushed to an urgent care to get some stitches put in, and I learned a lesson the hard way, not to make an animal feel trapped, no matter how comfortable you are with them. You know, their animal instincts kick in and make it a bad situation. They can, can't they? You know, at uh, 52 years old, I still have the scar on my lip to remind me of that each and every day. But Bo was still part of the family and lived well into my years uh, as I left for college and eventually moved to Nashville. He was still here in Ohio and uh, eventually went home to the Lord there. But uh, throughout my adult, uh, my young adult years, I really didn't have many dogs around of my own. But I did stay one time uh, for a few weeks with a friend and his wife 
wife, who was also our band manager uh, there as I was living in Nashville. And they had a dog named Sasha, who I believe was a husky. And it was always uh, interesting to me to view the, the pack dynamic with their dog and, and who took care of what task and, and uh, how that related to the dog's needs. It was, it was interesting to kind of uh, see that from a distance there a bit. But you could always see the joy that Sasha brought to their family. Then in the early 2000s, my kids uh, tried caring for several pets as they were uh, little, and they had a goldfish, a butterfly, (laughs) that was an interesting project, and a hamster. But, you know, my daughter, who had always been a little afraid of dogs, just because uh, when she was in school, they would bring a large dog to class each Friday. And that uh, just kind of scared her because it was so big. But uh, she decided that uh, she would like to add a dog to our family, of course, a little bit smaller in size. And so the search was on. And we eventually found a newborn chihuahua that had been named Faith, funny enough, which is our daughter's name. And this little puppy was the size of a hamster when we got her. And I have a photo of me holding her in one hand, just like you would a hamster. But it was a little teeny puppy. And uh, my daughter always liked small things when it came to toys. And now she had a small puppy. And we figured having a daughter and a dog named Faith wouldn't work in our house. So our daughter came up with the name Esther, as in Queen Esther from the Bible. And so her full name became Esther Faith Meacham. And uh, now Esther, you know, started to sprout her chihuahua ears and her legs and tail grew out to where she definitely displayed her purebred chihuahua look. And uh, she latched onto me as her alpha in our pack, believe it or not, even though it was Faithy's dog. (laughs) You know, and I'm the one she follows around the house and she sits on my lap and always looks for me when I come in the door. And uh, she's been pretty picky about who she allows in her pack. In fact, if anyone comes in that is not a part of that small group, she will bark like crazy at them. She uh, thinks she's protecting us, I believe, from them as uh, they come in the house. But uh, she has allowed my parents in her pack as she uh, jumps around and barks. If we ask her, do you want to go see Papa and Grandma? (laughs) She runs around and barks and wags her tail. You know, it's been amazing to see just how many words dogs learn over the years. Uh, In fact, there was a funny video on America's Funniest Home Videos that shows a lady pretending to talk on the phone. And the dog's seated behind her. And uh, she drops in key words that the dog knows, like walk or outside, or treat, (laughs) and every time she said one of those words, just in in her sentence, the dog would raise his head and wag his tail. (laughs) We have found that it takes a lot of learning to try and read what your dog wants throughout uh, each day, but we have built quite a language repertoire with uh, Esther to give us a pretty good gauge on what she wants. You know, we uh, often tease about how dogs are creatures of habit, But then we realize that we are the ones getting food for the dog at about the same time each day or taking her for a walk at regular times. And and we even have a consistent routine that we do each night that involves Esther as she comes upstairs and she plays with us up there outside of the kids' rooms on the landing. And and she barks around and does all her usual things each night and then heads back downstairs because we typically give her her final treat of the night before she goes to sleep. And so that 
kind of encourages her to go get in her bed and uh, we uh, move on there for the night but uh, it's awesome to be able to care for a dog isn't it as you can feel the love and appreciation that little animal has for us it's awesome and it reminds me of the verse in proverbs 12:10 that says the righteous care for the needs of their animals but the kindest acts of the wicked are cruel you know, there's just something about pouring your love into a dog and seeing how that love can positively affect him or her. You know, one of the uh, pastors at our church, Pastor Mike and his wife, have helped to rescue greyhounds over the years. And uh, it's uh, always a blessing to see how happy they are to be loved like that when they come and visit us sometimes at church events. You know, and there was a touching video that I saw one time online where a dog was rescued from a terrible situation, just had uh, dirt in its fur and was all matted and, and just looked uh, just feeble and uh, it was afraid to be touched or even to have someone near it when they uh, first uh, got the dog. And over time, though, through receiving food, just gentle speech and touch and consistent nurturing, the dog turned a corner and became like a new creature. You know, they showed a, a timeline of the dog's transformation in the video and then ultimately showed the dog running, jumping and playing with those who cared for him over those many months. You know, it's amazing how a story about a dog can display the effects of true unconditional love in life, isn't it? You know, maybe you have felt like that poor dog when it was at its lowest point and you just need that consistent and uh, unconditional love in your life. And we know that that's what Jesus has to offer each and every one of us today. And so I mention this to you to, to please go to him and ask for him to transform your life. Just as we saw with that dog over the many months, he can do that with you spiritually. Yes, sometimes dogs are placed in our lives to remind us what unconditional love really feels like, I believe. You know, God can use many different things to get our attention, and that includes a dog. And knowing that is the best way to travel through life's beautiful journey. Our podcast, again, is sponsored by Grace Chapel Community Church. And more information can be found about the church at gracechapel.us. Again, that's gracechapel.us. Remember that you can also send me an email directly to Pastor Doug Meacham at yahoo.com. Again, that's Pastor Doug, M E A C H A M, at yahoo.com. And maybe you have a story about your dog that you could share with us in an email. We'd love to hear it. And so I ask, won't you join us again next week for Life's Beautiful Journey? Thanks again for joining us, and God bless. Mm -hmm.